Hey guys, stay tuned. I will be dropping my manga review for Promise Neverland, My Hero Academia, and Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest. I know you guys have been waiting for it, so now today is the day where I'll drop it, and along with some up to date news on what's going on with Telltale Games on The Walking Dead. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's your host Anime Nerd. I know you guys are probably like, yo, Anime Nerd has not posted anything in close to a week. I know, I'm on vacation. I'm back home in Florida visiting family and friends. So I'm just, you know, out here living. I ain't completely forget about you guys. Don't want you guys to think that at all. But anyway, we're gonna go on into it. So the first manga chapter I'm gonna talk about will be chapter 200 of My Hero Academia. One, congratulations, My Hero Academia, on an epic movie. Like, if you guys have not seen the movie today, it's showing again in certain theaters, so be on the lookout and check it out. Trust me, I saw it twice, one in sub and one in dub, and I'm going back again, you guys. I am definitely going to be making this my top 10 anime film, and you best believe this is probably in the top 10 because... I truly enjoyed like I say so if you haven't seen it definitely check it out it's definitely worth the wait and watch and you'll enjoy it but anyway we're gonna go on moving on line ahead to my hero academia chapter 200 a clever commander so we're gonna go pick it up uh, so Kinoko's quirk caused mushroom to cover entire the whole playing field while while they grow on Momo and Turo. So if you guys remember at the end of chapter 199 that, you know, that Momo was having, well, you know, the rest of class A team was growing mushroom on him. And that's pretty much how it ends. So it ain't really too much I need to go in depth. In case you guys didn't want me to go in depth, just listen to the last podcast of my weekly anime review or manga chapter review to get an understanding of it. But anyway, we're going to move on along ahead. So she helps her uh, mushroom grow by using a spray bottle to humidify the area. With the mushroom covering everything, Yuga lose sight of Shinhai, who uses quirk to vanish into a black mushroom. Minoru calls Kaneko's quirk as something out of a horror movie, while Yasutsu explains that the mushroom will disappear in a few hours. Suka had devised her 1B team plan to take advantage of Shinhai quirk against Fumikage's Dark Shadow. When Shinhai expressed his concern that he may fail to catch a Fumikage, she correctly predicted that she and the other members of the team would know this because they will use Yuga nasal labor to counterattack, which they did, which is crazy. With, Ken- with Kanoko's part of the plan now in action, Momo yells out to her 118 to keep calm and regroup. A large wall-like string of Kanadika suddenly appears. I butchered that name. If you guys know what I'm talking about, then you can do it. Cutting Momo off from the rest of the team, Yoga tries to blast through the wall produced by Manga's quirk with his nasal, but he could not damage it. Manga utters the words humidity, 
but it was spelled in Japanese. But in case you guys read it and you saw it, it's the word translate to humidity, creating a humidifier that boosts the growth of Kanoko's mushroom even further. Hanata and Renkido watched on, commenting on the two long-range attackers, as well as the usability of the manga's manga quirk in non-Japanese speaking nation. When Momo separated from her team, Isuka is able to launch a solo attack with her big fist. Momo is able to respond in time by creating a Tetsugan shield, but Isuka crumpled it easily, pushing back, pushing Momo back. As Isuka breaks through another shield, Tetsuya excitedly commands Isuki's ability to create an advantage situation for herself. Soto instead suggests that if Isuka tries to separate Momo from her team out of caution, then she has misjudged her. Momo, remembering how Isuka had previously complimented her for her grades and abilities and laminated on how they were a group as a pair due to seemingly unequal standing, find new resolves to fight. And that's how the chapter ends pretty much. So pretty much overall though this chapter was pretty good. Um my prediction for the next chapter which is coming out in a few hours um that Momo is definitely gonna be able to to have her time to shine again. Like I say what I like about my hero academia is everybody has a time to shine no one person doesn't have like their own ability to shine and take charge of everything for the most part and from the thing that i took away is one of the class 1b quirk guy named manga and his quirk so pretty much anything he writes down becomes happens so like the way he said humidity and it was able to help his teammate be able to grow like their mushroom faster those two could be like a powerful dual couple or well not dual couple but you know dual pair and can cause problem for anybody or anything it's just depending on what all he could do like he built the wall he do this all by you know saying words and it's crazy that his face well i think that's his mask though that his mask is a manga book or a comic book so it's pretty cool seeing that uh, we get to finally see what momo can do against asuka so Asuka and Momo's gonna duke it out on this next chapter, and I can't wait for that. Overall, though, there ain't nothing really more going on. It's still part of the joint training arc, which I'm excited for because I'm really enjoying this part of the series and everything else. But all right, so enough with that. I will be moving on to my next manga to talk about. So take a little break, get some water, do whatever you gotta do, and I'll be back. Alright, so hopefully you guys got your water and everything and you guys are ready for the next topic. So, my next topic, you guys can already probably guess because I've been talking about this show since the beginning. I can't wait for the anime to finally, finally start next year. But the next show or manga chapter I'm talking about, it will be on Promise Neverland. Chapter 105, Facade, or however you want to say it, Tomatoes, Tomatoes, you guys get the gist of it. You know what I'm talking about. So, on the last chapter, pretty much Emma and the crew were on their way escaping, and then the intruder guy realized that they were escaping, so he told his team to seal off the hole, 
and that's how the chapter ends pretty much for the most part so chapter 2 105 picks up where Emma and the crew is walking down this passage and they're going through it through what is sort of like a maze going on and everything like that everybody was quiet and everything um and doing their own thing for the most part and the guy with no name and i finally remember his name was yugo yugo was like hey ray i have a bad feeling it's about the enemy why there's only eight people why not more clearly they knew that there's 60 of us or 60 plus i don't really know the gist of it it's 60 around that range clearly they knew that there's more people in there how come they haven't sent you know anybody towards us or for us more like that but you know so he was talking to ray um and ray was like he don't think it's too little that he believed that these people are the elites of the clan or whatever that is after them that sent them to you know either capture or dispose of them really the kids don't know what these people want yet all they know is that they're being attacked by humans which is crazy enough about it so in case you guys don't know for some of you guys that you know pretty much in promise neverland for some of those who are just tuning in that promise neverland is based on these group of kids living in a world of demons who are technically only meant to be food so a group of them managed to escape and trying their best way to live not only do they have to worry about the demons killing them but the humans on the human side of the world that's not that don't want them to escape or make it to the human world but anyway so back into the story um so yeah ray was like saying that the they sent an elite team to suppress them so that's pretty why there's probably only eight uh of them so anyway continue on they continue walking um and whatnot but ray was also thinking but uh what was really worrying about him is like how they managed to be like uh, come on them undetected and pretty much was able to find the camera blind spots for the most part of it and when i was reading it i was thinking like okay maybe maybe because you know somebody got a mole in this team or that they already know what's going on on how how each base is set up and already know the layouts for every single base but moving along, right along ahead. Sorry guys, I have a sort of a cold anyway. So they was walking and one of the kids was talking to Emma and was like, you know, we only had to climb up once, walk a little, climb up again, then they're out of there. And so these two two guys decided to tell Emma to they'll go ahead and scout and make sure the opening to the exit is good. Emma said sure. So the two of them gone. Um, and one of the little kids was happening, but then all you heard was bang, bang. And two, the two kids, the two older kids that came, that walked there and was saying that they was going to check it out, came back falling down, tumbling dead, but dead, pretty much shot in the head. Everybody was shocked to see that and everything. Emma was told to run. The guy who shot him was the guy who attacked them, pretty much and was trying to stop him and so the kids fall back and retreat a little bit and then emma was trying to take care of the other little kid who had the blood in her because he saw all of them die and then 
she was like, you know, making sure everybody was okay. People was pretty shocked, which is necessary that they haven't probably seen anybody die like that. Probably haven't even seen violence, honestly. So it's kind of a normal reaction. And so the mystery guy who was killing them, who came to kill them, introduced himself. He said, I'm Andrew, and I'm here to kill you all. So pretty much right off the bat, you know that he's not here to bring him back or suppress him. He's here to kill him because clearly they know too much and they know everything. It literally been, from what he said, it been he spent the last year and nine months searching for everybody. He also taken out the one remaining supporter and took him out pretty much. So pretty much that phone call that they were waiting on probably would have never came because Andrew came and took him out. So, yeah, which that's kind of sucked to know that he probably taking them out and that that phone call that they was waiting on that could have possibly led them to their freedom. Alright guys, I have to continue on to a second version of Promise Neverland Chapter 105 and manga review because for some reason my phone decided to want to do something crazy and I don't feel like going all the way back from the beginning to redo this so I'm just going to make it into a part two but anyway I'm going to continue on where I last left off so pretty much yeah Andrew is the guy name and he pretty much let him know that he's here to kill them all he's not taking them back anyway he later also let Emma and the crew know that the exes are already locked down, so no matter what, they're pretty much done for, and that it's pretty useless. But he said he will um, he'll make it quick and painless as possible for them. I guess that's his version of showing them, you know, mercy. But um, of course, so everybody within the group had like a shocked face. Uh, was also like, you know was like pretty much shocked when they found out that their one supporter is pretty much might be dead because you know we don't really know if we could truly trust Andrew Word clearly you can't trust him because he's here to kill you but pretty much that they can't trust them that the enemy uh, um, could be around and pretty much they need to watch their backs and everything like that so Emma was like kind of in a trance um, trying to figure out what to do she was pretty much asking herself why. She was like, well, we managed to survive somehow, no matter what, as long as we were alive. Why? Until just now, they were still living. So she reflected on those kids, the two that died, and she kept asking herself why. Like, they just want to live. They just all like humans do, just like all humans do. And, like, she was wondering why. Pretty much then the next scene in the chapter is shown. Emma in front, like, with a, like, a sad face, and the kids and everybody in the background kind of, like, fading into the back, which was a pretty cool scene, I'm not even gonna lie on that one, I might even make it into, like, the main reason for my cover art, because this is a really cool picture, so if you guys see the cover art, then you know the reason why I chose it, because this is a cool picture, anyway, Beyond me. Anyway, see, like, so she ran up and was yelling to Andrew and was like, We never planned on breaking the promise. We found the seven walls and we're going to reforge the promise. We won't be a bother to the human world. There won't be any reason for them to fight us. 
All of us just want to protect our natural everyday life. And then Andrew replies, huh, the seven walls, pretty much. He like, pretty much, I see. That's how you got it, yada, yada, yada. Whole bunch of BS that Andrew was talking. But then he would like let her know that that's not how it works. Rather than being the case uh rather than being the case that he said he would definitely have to kill them here. Cause he did not want to take the chance of letting them go. And pretty much. So, and the way it ends is Andrew put on a gas mask and threw down some gas. Hugo told everybody to run this gas, close the door, close the fire door, and try to protect himself. So everybody closed the fire door, and pretty much Emma, Ray, and everybody's in there trying to figure out a way what to do next and how to get out of this sticky situation. So pretty much this chapter is a really good chapter. I'm myself decided for the one that's coming out this week because I'm trying to figure out how they're going to get out for the most part because each time Promise Neverland comes, they never cease to leave a cliffhanger on how well they do. I can't wait for the anime because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty popular series that people will talk about. And, you know, as soon as people catch on and realize that this was a good series, I can see it being a popular one. I want to be, hey, like, hey. So if you guys listen to it and read it with me and also listen to it, you guys will be like, oh, the anime nerd already covered that too. You guys are kind of late. Just joking. But, you know, the more the merrier pretty much for this series. So take a little break. Because I know I said a lot. Because you already know my last and final chapter will be Fairy Tale Chapter. I forgot what chapter they're on, but it's 100 years quest. So just take a little break. I'll be back soon. Alright guys, so time to do this last and final podcast on Fairy Tale Chapter 9, Black or White. So pretty much, this, you guys didn't know, the Fairy Tale original manga ended, and this is Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest, which I am truly enjoying each moment of it. So let's go ahead and enter. So pretty much, um... Uh, at the Blue Pegasus Guild, Ichia, the guy who always be dancing, and the Trimmins welcomed the visiting Jalal with some guild members, even encouraged him to later join the guild. Impatient, however, John hastily inquires the inquires the guild about the whereabout about Toka Tuka, um, who is AK. Well, I don't even want to continue about, but anyway. Uh, so. While refusing to reveal his suspicion, Jalal warns the guild member to keep the distance from the woman. So meanwhile, the scene switched over to Jalal and Juvia and Lily, who was seen um, observing Toka from a distance because they kind of have suspicion about her. Uh, while kind of stalking, Levi attempts to convince Jalal and, not Jalal, I mean, Gajil and Juvia that they need to stop and that she's part of the guild or whatever. But Jalal was telling her, no, you guys did that to me. But she was like, you was evil, though. But anyway, that's beside the point. Levy left, and Jalal and Juvia continued to follow the girl. Um, As they was following her, they followed her to Natsu and Happy Home back in Magnolia. 
and noticed that she kind of had this weird kind of creepy fetish for Natsu, uh, calling him the Red Dragon and stuff like that, which was kind of weird, too. So they automatically didn't really think anything too much of it. And so they follow all the way up to the house where Lucy pretty much lives, and she resides next door to Lucy. So, of course, Juvia, you know how Juvia is. She automatically thinks that, you know, if someone likes someone, that they automatically couple. So she envisioned, like, Natsu in the middle and Lucy and Lucy and, how do you say that, Tuka, Tayoka. We'll be fighting over Natsu and who, where he's staying at. Anyway, that was the short scene or whatever. Um, in the end, though, like, she was starting to undress and got in the shower. And, of course, Gajio and Juvia fell off in the story. But the way it ended, like, you could kind of see her body and she had a tail. So I don't know who this person is and why she had a tail. I kind of think of her kind of like how happy is and Carla and the rest of them. Kind of the, those cat species, but we don't know yet. But anyway, in Alinia, Team Nasu acts Markophobia, Mercophobia, or Phobia, I can never say the name. Anyway, the water water god dragon, which I'm going to call him, um, was his attention, to which the water dragon responds that he must reclaim his powers, that it was taken by a maze called the White Wizard, who's kind of like, you know how Zara was the Black Wizard? So then now there's a White Wizard, kind of original, I don't know, kind of not, definitely not original. But anyway, that is a White Wizard, then he goes to explain that he plans to use his magic to revert Amelia back to original state, just in case you guys didn't know, the town Amelia was used to be a human state, but because he lost control of his powers, that the town will get flooded in water and the people will revert to fishes instead of living their normal human life. So he planned to, before he sealed, to return this town back to normal like he did back in the days. So, Natsu agreed that he will offer his aid, which I'm not surprised that he would. However, they are interrupted by the arriving of Skolion, Kira, and Mad Moral, who overhear the conversation and decide to track down the White Wizard in order to steal the water dragon magic herself. So, just in case you guys didn't know, the White Wizard is Toka, to, Toka, Toka. Sorry guys, bad with names. But the White Wizard is Toka, and pretty much she stole the water dragon got power, so we don't know what's the deal, what's her reason and stuff like that. We don't know if she's bad or good, why she have a fetish for Natsu. We don't know nothing like that. So, what I like about this anime already, oh, well, not anime, but manga already that the series keeps thickening and the plot keeps getting better and better as it get, goes on. Let me finish this up for the little review that they had. So, still on the look for Tora, Jalal looks at Kira, Kira uh, for assistance in the mermaid meal hey mage, mermaid heel mage, and she recognized Toka as fairy to the newest recruit and questioned a shocked Jalal of her identity. He then admits that Toka herself is the renowned white wizard, having been alive for more than a century and hold magical power rivaling that of Zeref, which that is crazy. Low key. 
that's kind of the sound that her power kind of rivals Zeref. So she's like the new Zeref 2.0. And I'm not even going to lie, guys. I miss Zeref. And I kind of hope, like, he may kind of, like, a return somewhat. Because him and Natsu didn't even build, a, like, a, like, Natsu didn't truly even get to know his brother. All he's like, oh, my friend. Which, that kind of pissed me off on that part. That Natsu didn't really even get a chance to know about his brother, his past, or anything like that. He just automatically just think everything was okay. And call it a day for that for that part. So pretty much there. That's pretty much it for that manga or chapter one, um, chapter nine, black and white. So now that we know that one of the characters is kind of be aka the new Zeref, we'll see how this series will go. There's a lot of twists and turns going on in this series, but it's for the good, and I enjoy it, so I'm not gonna complain about it. So anyway, on to news, anime news. So you guys heard me earlier rave about My Hero Academia, the two film. So it earns in the U.S. about $5 million in the U.S., which is really impressive, by the way. Uh, Fundimation also stated that the film is the 11th highest grossing anime film in the U.S. as of Tuesday, which I'm, I'm not really surprised that is that high up in the film industry. I think when you see the popularity of My Hero Academia, you definitely know it's probably going to go down as a classic, like how Dragon Ball Z is always will be a classic for no matter how old you are, you will always go watch Dragon Ball Z. Naruto will probably be a classic whenever they get to the point of being old enough. Even though as of today or something I saw, Naruto is 16 years old, which that's crazy. But Dragon Ball Z is older. Um, then you got My Hero Academia, which I will see is going to be a cult classic. And then uh, One Piece will always be a cult classic, no matter how through the hands of times. I feel like those animes will forever be either remade or get a new story or keep on being added to if they truly wanted to. But anyway, so My Hero Academia made $5 million in the U.S. Um... The movie since earned more than 1.5 billion yen, which is about 13.46 million in the Japanese box office. So, it's not that far off from America, but you know, if America definitely would have had cash in on the more of the opportunity for something that was only shown for about a week, that's pretty impressive. That it made up to five million dollars in a week. And in Japan, I'm pretty sure that film was in there for about a month or so. I don't know how long Japan usually keep their films in there. But I'm pretty sure that My Hero Academia is probably about a month. And just because it did so well, the film decided to go ahead and show on October 4th and 6th the showing of it for two more days. So like I said, I'm definitely going to watch it one more time because it's definitely one of my favorite movies. And I will be putting it on my list. Of movies that I like as far as that. So moving on to other anime, manga, video game news. I know I was going to talk about The Walking Dead, but news really hasn't truly made any update other than there's a possibility that they will be releasing, you know, the season, uh, the Walking Dead final season, um, episode three soon. So I will definitely be on the lookout for that because, you know, when it comes to The Walking Dead, I love it. But there's something else that I found pretty interesting that I want you guys to know 
So the creator of Paranormal Activity 3 and 4 director, Helms said he will try to direct the um, live action Mega Man film. So, in case you guys didn't know, back in 2015, described that they were trying to make a film, a live action Mega Man film, which I quite frankly didn't know, but I can't wait for it. Definitely. Uh, I don't know which one it's going to be on. Whether it be on Mega Man X, Mega Man, or just a completely different, you know, Mega Man general. I kind of want them to go on Mega Man X way because that one's kind of more darker and grittier tone. And plus, you guys hear me always complaining about X never get anything. But I also wouldn't mind them going to Mega Man route, the classic Mega Man, or even Mega Man Anti Warrior, because those to me are the big three Mega Mans to me. Mega Man, Mega Man. X and Mega Man Anti-Warrior. Even though they haven't did any update for Mega Man Anti-Warrior, if they really wanted to, I can definitely see them going ahead and adding on more stuff to Mega Man Anti-Warrior, kind of making that ending not in the void, or even going, continuing with Lan's son or daughter or whoever that kid was. But I thought it was pretty interesting that they finally got a director in the film. Ain't no set date of when they're planning to release that. So just be on the lookout for it for the most part uh, because I'm pretty sure I'm definitely going to watch it as long as they don't change nothing too much I will definitely be happy for them so that's pretty much it but